What's up, everybody? This podcast is brought to you by PPW, Prove People Wrong. Whether you are an underdog trying to get to the next level, battling mental health issues, or trying to lose 10 pounds, PPW has the apparel to support you in pursuit of your dreams. PPW believes in you when no one else does. PPW is giving everybody at Monkey Mind a little discount code on their pre-order. Get 10% off your pre-order today with the promo code MONKEYMIND. That's one word, MONKEYMIND. Just go to their website at ProofPeopleWrong.com. That's promo code MONKEYMIND at ProofPeopleWrong.com. How's it going, everyone? My name is Danny Perez, and this is the Monkey Mind Podcast. I'll be your host along with Anthony Florentino. How's everyone doing? So, um, pretty much is the first episode, and um, we're going to be hosting this episode or this podcast uh, talking about mental health and athletics and um, being an athlete, dealing with mental health. And I think we both have had some issues with that and um, are in the process of overcoming it. And, um, I think we'll have a lot of guests that we'll be interviewing that you'll be very interested in hearing their stories and um, we'll be opening up and hopefully the goal is to get more players to feel comfortable opening up about some of the things that they deal with and know that they're not alone and that other people do go through these things. Yeah, basically just want to uh, allow ourselves to open up and make everyone notice that it's okay to struggle and it's okay to ask for help and making sure we can spread as much awareness towards the difficulty of mental health and mental health issues and basically um, just make it clear and recognize that we're here for you guys and that we want to help you as much as we needed help before so looking forward to it and excited to be here for you guys yeah definitely um with so as far as me and Flo we actually have never really formally met but um we've had a lot of we have a lot of mutual friends um and we've played against each other in college you went to Providence and I went to University of Maine I think we were playing against each other for um what was it two two years uh, I graduated in 2017. Okay, and I graduated in 19. So, um, yeah, I think it was two years. So, yeah, yeah we got in touch and um, kind of talked to each other about our experiences. And uh, weirdly enough, we have a lot a lot in common with this stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, this past season alone, we've kind of had different uh, – or similar, similar paths this past year. And, Flo, you want to talk about um, this year for you in particular? Yeah, so um, last May uh, I had a pretty uh, pretty serious uh, hip surgery. And uh, I – oh, rewind a little bit. I've always struggled with um, anxiety and um, kind of – handling things that weren't 
or didn't come normal to me. And, um, you know, it was my first surgery, um, you know, kind of that first couple, I think it was eight weeks, um, you know, it was the longest I've ever gone in my whole playing career without skating. And, uh, you know, I realized how much I used hockey as an outlet and um, almost like that was my therapy. And when, uh, when I didn't have that, um, I just kind of wouldn't say went into a black hole, but, you know, the anxiety was just um, more consistent and um, I, I didn't know what to do. And um, I was panicking about not knowing how to handle it. And, um, you know, I didn't ask for help. I, um, I didn't really uh, think it was okay to admit that I was scared of not coming back to be the player I was or not be able to recover quick enough and be ready for training camp. And um, basically I was, I was scared and I was, was scared to admit that I was scared. And, uh, you know, basically I signed in Worcester uh, being close to home and, um, I was doing everything I could to get back into shape and trying between the physical therapy and then getting back into just the strength and conditioning. I, uh, you know, I thought I was ready and did what I could. You know, I made it back to training camp and, uh, you know, first day in training camp, I, uh, I hit a guy and just collided and ended up hurting my hip again. And that set me back another couple weeks and missed the first uh, couple games at Worcester and then got back in the lineup was super excited but by that time I had kind of set myself up for failure before it even started um you know I thought I was doing the right things um thought I was doing enough um but mentally, I, I still had this cloud kind of hovering over me. And, um, you know, one thing led to another. Um, it was panic attack after panic attack after panic attack. Um, I get to the third drill in practice, and I was already in a full-blown panic attack to the point where I thought I couldn't – I caught – I thought I couldn't breathe. Um, you know, I was tripping over my skates because I was just in such a dark kind of state of mind at the time. And then those kept happening. You know, just I lost control. And, um, you know, I st started kind of struggling even more away from the rink. And, uh, you know, it just got out of hand for me and got to the point where I was worried about things, especially my health and mental health to the point where I had to make the hardest decision of my life. And that was to step away from uh, kind of the only thing I, I ever knew um, 
by stepping away from hockey and uh, realized that I needed help um, and I needed to reach out for help. And there's times that I know how to do that. I didn't know what was helping. And sometimes it was the wrong thing that I was doing that made me feel better. And that's where it kind of gets tricky for some guys. But, um, I, uh, yeah, I decided to step away from the game, uh, that I love more than life. And, uh, I know every athlete that struggles with that and some sort of mental health issue that it's scary and the last thing you want to do, but, I guess that's kind of our goal with the podcast is, you know, don't be afraid to ask for help and don't be afraid to, uh, you know, step away from a game because you need to kind of focus on your everyday health rather than just, um, you know, continuing to just battle every day. And um, I stepped away, uh, I believe, uh, December 27th. And, uh, I took a coaching job at my high school in Connecticut, South Kent. And, uh, you know, from there, um, I was just doing little things at the time to kind of just, you know, adjust and learn to reach out for help. And just as simple as like calling my dad or calling one of my buddies and just asking a simple question about like, I don't really know. I think you can probably attest to it that you like you just call just to like get some reassurance on something little that could possibly trigger your mind to set it forward in the right direction. You know, I was calling my dad about, you know, just my car was making a weird noise. So I called him and, you know, I started to just ask for little things just to kind of adjust to that whole process. And then, it also got to the point where I was understanding that just reaching out and helping other people um, in any way would allow it. And being a coach, I kind of learned the whole mental side because, I mean, playing college hockey, that was probably where it all really started for me from the, you know, athletic standpoint. But I, uh, yeah, my, I mean, I can honestly say that, you know, I wasn't doing the right thing. I was just angry. I wasn't the best friend that I could be or the best brother or son um, or teammate. And, I mean, for anyone that does tune in, um, it's kind of a, uh, a formal apology. Um, but, you know. I've done everything and I still do everything I can every day to, you know, become a better person. Um, Cause that was my main focus to become a better person over a hockey player, because I know it would kind of end up correlating into um, adjusting being a better hockey player. But I mean, I don't have an exact time on when it all started, but I know some people do. So, um, Going back to you, Danny, can you kind of reiterate or explain a little bit about where it could have started for you or just like some different examples of what you may have gone through in your journey through it too? 
Yeah, definitely. Um, <clears throat> for me, it started at a super young age, um, and it would come, come and go periodically. I remember being as young as, I mean, I think it was like six years old or maybe even younger than that, a little bit younger than that, but um, randomly waking up throughout the night um, or just at one point throughout the night. And I remember like the visuals, like the pillows getting really small, uh, but like weirdly suffocating and, and like the room kind of coming in on me and yeah. um, like that claustrophobic feeling. Yeah. And like, I can, I can distinctly remember like that visual. It was a, the weirdest thing. Um, and that would go on and, and I'm six years old, whatever, whatever it is. And I'm like, gasping for air, um, dry heaving and like puking into a bowl, a toilet pole or like, uh, a garbage can or something. And like holding my head out the window and I'm six years old and I, I have no clue what this is or why this is going on. And that would come and go for a while. Um, I like wouldn't be able to go out and sleepovers with buddies at a young age. Cause I was like, I mean, I would, but I was always pretty cautious about it. And so were my parents cause they were worried that this was, it was random, you know, it was going to flare up. But then um, it started to get bad when I got older. Um, this wasn't consistent. Like I said, it came every four or five years. So it wasn't all the time, just random stuff. But going to my last year junior, I was um, uncommitted. I was going, to, it was a, I was an age out. So, um, playing over in, at Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania, um, in the Eastern Hockey League. And, uh, yeah, uncommitted, and it's always my dream to play Division One, and I didn't have anything or any real serious looks. So um, that pressure that I applied on myself to achieve this goal of playing Division One, I, I, I put a lot of pressure on myself for it. And um, it was something I really wanted, and this is my last chance to do it. And that summer going into that last season, I had a really bad anxiety attack one night, and it just – spiraled really badly and for, I think for about two three months I was uh really really depressed um just having a hard time getting out of bed losing weight um very little motivation like going out to dinner with my family and just randomly crying in public um a real suffocating feeling and um once the season started and I started you know playing hockey was able was that outlet for me to kind of just get my mind off that um and then College is where things started getting really bad. Uh, my junior year was probably the worst at the time, my worst year um, for me like, of my life. Um, I hated going to the rink. School was tough. I'm not really the biggest school guy. I, I mean, yeah, I think, I think, right. think education is important, but I wouldn't sit here and say I'm a school guy. Like, I love school, you know? Yeah, um, I hear you on that one. Yeah, so that I, you know, you have to go to class, you have to go to practice, and, um, you know, you're not performing at the level you want to perform at personally. And um, there's a lot of expectations there. And, uh, you know, being in and out of the lineup was tough for me. Um, and, you know, at the time, too, uh, I just was very hard on myself, and the anxiety was really bad. And um, I, started to cope in, in ways that I'm, uh, I'm not proud of myself for coping, but it just was my only outlet at the time I, I felt. And it was, you know, very, you know, it affected my hockey and I just felt really shitty about, you know, about myself. And um, so junior year of, of college was very, very hard on me. Um, 
And then this past season was the absolute lowest point in my life. Uh, there's part, there's large parts of it that are a complete blur. Um, but like you, I, I had to step away from the game um, twice this year. Um, and I knew I was, I was very scared to do that. Uh, I didn't know if it was the right decision. So I prolonged the decision to do that for a while. So um, really bad anxiety attacks every single night, getting one to two hours of sleep, of puking, um, waking up and just wanting to immediately go back to bed. Um, waking up and wanting the day to be already over from the second I opened my eyes. I looked forward to sleeping every day. Um, just really, really disgusting, dark place. Um, it, it's crazy how your thoughts and um, your mentality, uh, this mental state you're in can physically affect you. Yeah. And, I, and I knew I, ha I just felt like, you know, this is, I have to keep pushing forward. Um, but I knew it got really bad when one before one of the games, after warmups in the locker room, just started uh, puking and crying into a bucket, had to run out of the locker room and go out there for national anthem. Um, and right before puck drop, sitting on the bench and just start crying and puking onto the bench, um, having a massive anxiety attack. Uh, and that's when I knew it was, it was time for me to come home. Um, that actually might have been the second time I came home. Um, at that point, because I had come, I had came home uh, like two weeks prior to that for two weeks to see a therapist um, and get help. And then I went back to try and, you know, I thought I was doing better. And then it flared up again. And same thing, just the anxiety and attacks every night. And I started, like, like I just said, the puking before the game on the bench. And that's after that game, I um, said that it was time for me to hang him up, that I, uh, I needed to come home and get help and I knew something was really wrong so I was doing that I was home for about two two and a half weeks and um I got a call from one of my old coaches at Maine a guy by the name of Cole Schultz he was the coach of Kansas City Mavericks and said hey we're really short on guys um can you come out and play for a bit and originally I said no I don't think it's the right time um, and then after more thinking following days, I, I thought, you know what, um, it may not be a bit, it could be a weekend. So I'll just go out and play for the weekend or whatever it is. And then probably be back. I wasn't, I didn't have the most optimistic attitude. You know, I always figured, you know, I'll go up it'll be two, three games, then come home. You know? Yeah. No, I hear you. Yeah. For yeah. Sure. So I was like, yeah, well, whatever. I'll go out, play a couple games and then, and then get sent home. So I went out, um, played the first night in Allen. And then drove back with the team, uh, played Idaho, I think a few nights later. And in the second shift, uh, tore my meniscus and had to get knee surgery. And then, yeah, I got knee surgery. And then um, right before uh, I was told that Monday, um, a couple, you know, four or five weeks later, whatever it was, you're in the lineup this coming Friday. And then Thursday night, get a phone call from the league, season's canceled. So, this year was really tough. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, like, like I said, we, we've had uh, similar years this year. And, you know, that decision, you know it, man. Like, that decision to, to walk away from something that you've been doing your whole life and that you're 
so passionate about, like you said, love more than life. It's the hardest decision. Um, Hands down. Yeah, it's it's so tough. So, I mean, why don't you want to talk about, you know, how how you know, the thought process of really making that decision to come home and how difficult that was for you. Yeah, for sure. And just before I do that, so everyone that tunes in uh, knows, Danny and I have maybe talked for what four days now. Yeah. So that was the first time we've both kind of, um, you know, really gone in depth about our situations, and um, it's it's so weird how. My junior year of college was probably the worst that I had in college on and off the ice. And then um, this year being your worst year, my worst year, um, it's just kind of weird how they they line up and how similar we are. And, you know, it just kind of fires me up because it makes me so excited about hearing other people's stories because it just shows how we're all in the same boat and we all are so similar. And it's, I just couldn't be happier, but yeah, um, yeah, man, I honestly, like going back to what you said about coping with the decision, um, I was so back and forth. I was, you know, it was tough because I was making a decision when I was home for Christmas break. So I wasn't surrounded by hockey. Mm -hmm. Um, which at the time it was like, all right, I'm home. Um, I'm kind of away from all the, uh, the stress and the distractions. And I was like, yeah, no, like, I think it'd be good. Um, it's definitely what I need. Um, and then I'd be watching hockey or I'd see a clip of whatever it may be, like just a little highlight video on TV. And I'm like, holy shit, I, I can't, I can't, I can't stop playing hockey. Like it, it was eating at me. And, uh, you know, I was so back, I was back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And, you know, when you're using different outlets and coping with, you know, anxiety and depression with things that are just hurting you, you don't think clearly. And, on top of those things affecting how the way you think, um, you're also not thinking clearly because of the anxiety and the depression, just all the stress that comes with everything. Um, but, you know, I was unsure um, up until um, I got to the rink to uh, tell the coach um, I showed up. I think he had to be at the rink at nine. Um, I was at home, so I'm coming from home. I think I got to the rink at like 7.15, and I just sat in the car for 45 minutes, just, you know, going back and forth. And I got out of the car. I'm like, all right, I'm just going to go in. Um, and just kind of told myself that I'm going to know pretty clearly on what my decision is. And... You know, I just, I just, I walked through the doors of the DCU center and I just, I just felt that cloud come back over me. I'm like, I don't want to be here. And it wasn't anyone 
that did something to me. It wasn't a coach. It wasn't, you know, a teammate. It was 1,000% me and me telling myself that I need to step away because I respect the game too much to keep disrespecting it the way I was. And I always did my best to be as good of a teammate as possible. And I wasn't being a good teammate Mm -hmm. because I wasn't able to give it my all. And um, just out of respect for, you know, the coaching staff and the teammates, I, I just couldn't do it. And, you know, I walked in and, um, you know, I was terrified. Um, basically uh, admitting to everything and kind of scared about the reaction that uh, the coach might have. And uh, it was David Conniff at the time. And, um, you know, I couldn't be more grateful for um, the way he understood and was supportive. And um, I didn't get into it with the the team. Um, I said goodbye to as many guys as I could. Say goodbye to the equipment manager. And, uh, walking out and I got my bag all the sticks and uh it's weird because I actually had like a sense of relief as I was walking out I was on the verge of tears and um you know I was pretty choked up to the point where I couldn't even really like get a sentence out and um it's definitely probably one of the most emotional days I've had but I also had a sense of relief and um, basically any advice I can give to someone is, you know, definitely think it over and whatnot. But if I could go back, I would have talked to other people and see what they thought and explain it to them. Cause obviously I look back at it now, if I told pretty much anyone, they would have been like, yeah, you need to step away. Um, so that kind of goes back to not being afraid to ask for help because something like that would have been a perfect time for me to adjust to that. But it also would have made things a little easier on me and kind of opened my mind and made me realize. But, um, I mean, there is incidents like just having a panic attack in the middle of practice. Um, I look back now and, that would have been kind of clear indication for me, but obviously um, I wasn't thinking clearly and I was in such a dark place that I didn't really know what to do. And, um, you know, I'm just, I'm grateful that I did step away and I mean, I miss hockey every second of every day, but um it would have been, um, you know, worse if I stayed. And I'm, I'm glad that I left, and I hope, uh, you know, other people kind of realize that, you know, if you need to do something, do it. And you're not selfish, you're not weak, you're not soft, nobody's going to call you a pussy. It's completely normal to be struggling with something be afraid but you're you're not alone you're never going to be alone there's always going to be there be someone there to help you and 
just I wish I thought like that back then, but I mean I wouldn't feel that way or think that way if I didn't start, you know, asking for help and talking to someone, especially now that we have this, like um I just feel like it's gonna benefit like for us to talk about it with other people, it still is allowing us to help ourselves as well because we both struggle with talking to people and kind of opening up about it. But I mean, if we're going to be talking about it every day and like hearing other people's stories and like kind of just reiterating little tips and stuff that we do to help us and what helps them, like I just feel like we're, you know, kind of starting a movement on, um, you know, just a new way of having a outlook on something that kind of takes over people's lives. And I just hope somebody listens to this and if we can change their lives and kind of save them, I'm not saying that we're, you know, healers of the world or hockey world, but if we're capable of helping them in any way, then that would mean more than anything to me. And I probably can say that for you as well. Yeah, without a doubt. Uh, that's the one thing that was big for me that I realized throughout, um, you know, my time at Maine and this past season was that uh, just kind of, you, know, you get guys one-on-one -on, -one on your team at certain times throughout the year and, yeah. you know, conversation escalates and then, you know, uh, you just kind of mention some stuff like, uh, you know, feeling a little anxious or whatever it may be. And that person goes, Oh, no way. You, you get anxious, you get anxiety. Like, and then the conversation kind of rolls, you know, and then yeah. you start to open up more and they start to open up more. And that, that conversation does a lot. Um, for me especially like knowing that oh my god i'm not the only one who's going through this like and these are guys that you've known for two two three years they've been on your team and you're finally finding out like three years later you know yeah like oh my god like it's like that weight is off like well, i'm not the only one who goes through this i'm not the only one who deals with this because you feel so alone in that you know and that's yeah. i think that's why we're doing this is to bring up bring that point up and make more awareness to that that there are a lot of people struggling in the dark, people who keep things to themselves. And um, we want to bring awareness to that. And for those who are struggling in silence to know that you're not alone, there's other people out there. We want to give them the app to come on here, speak about that. And for those who listen, just be able to hear some stories and um, be able to relate to a lot of things that other guys open up about and say, you know what, like hopefully get that sense of relief that we felt that, you know, all right, I'm not, I'm not the only one going through this. It's this is a normal thing to feel. Um, I'm not crazy. I'm not, you know, delusional. You know, like this is a normal feeling that other people go through as well. So um, I think that's again the goal. Like like you said, it. We're not lifesavers by any means. We're not changing the world and healers. But like if we could just make a difference and and help people out and potentially you know save some lives, like that's that's what we want to do. Is we want to help people, help players in that were in our position because we know what it feels like we know how shitty it feels and how dark it can get so yeah that's that's just the goal of this but um yeah and that, that teammate thing that you, you spoke about how you pride yourself on being a good teammate and how you weren't giving the game um 
what what it deserves, which is your 100% effort, um, that eats at you too. Um, th- that happened to me 100%. this year. Yeah, that, that happened to me this year. Um, I wasn't putting my best foot forward as a teammate. I pride myself in being a locker room guy. Um, I just wasn't that. Uh, it looked like I was coming off as selfish. I was just in my own head, not, not speaking at the rink. Um, you know, there's a point in Kansas city where guys were telling me, yeah, I thought you were a mute for the f- first month, month and a half. And if you know me, like I'm not a mute by any means. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so for guys to say that, that uh, I was like, damn, like how bad was I? Like, I just came off as such a shitty teammate. And but then you start to panic and like overthink that aspect and then exactly. you just kind of start spiraling and like, what do you guys think of me? Like, Oh, my shit guy. Like my shit but, teammate, you know, you know, and then, and that whole like, shit, this like, how many guys are like, is coach going to like think I'm a shit guy and then just gas me and then no team picks me up because exactly like, am I, yeah, like, yeah, exactly. And, and that's the thing that with hockey is that you hockey is like the most team sport. Like you pride yourself on being a good team, having like the, the cohesion there. And, and when you're, when you feel like a guy that's taking away from that, it's a really shitty feeling. And when you know you're, you love something and you're so passionate about it and you know, you're not giving your hundred percent effort that, that eats at you too so um yeah man um would you would would you say that i mean in pro it's a lot harder because you know obviously it's a business and you got guys coming out of major junior just like um cis uh ncaa um so back in college would you say that you had um you know, teammates or friends that you could have talked to that you didn't just because, you know, at the time we're afraid of looking soft compared to um, having guys in pro. Um, you're saying that it's, was it easier to open up to guys in pro than in college? Yeah. Like, did you find yourself struggling more in college or pro when it came to, you know, having oh, a, couple, okay. yeah, yeah. a couple buddies that you, you could like kind of open up to or not even open up, just like kind of just like pick their brain about something kind of mm-hmm. just, you know, have an outlet. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So uh, for me, it was definitely a lot harder in pro um, just because in college you're for the most part, you're there with the guys for four years. Um, yeah, they're on your team. It's guys do transfer. Yeah. But, uh, it's not as often as like say pro where you have a guy who's on no joke, six different teams in one season, Yeah, you know? So that I think it's a little bit easier in college because you're with guys, um, yeah. all the time. So you get to know them a little bit better, but man, I, I was on two, some four different teams this year. Yeah, like, okay. Like that's, you barely get to know guys <laughs> like yeah. one team like Newfoundland. I was called up for a weekend. Like they straight up told me it's a weekend. So like guys, know I think that. you actually played Worcester. Yeah. I, yeah. No, I was at that game. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That was uh, the first night. Yep. And we went to Maine. Was in section 220. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, so like guys knew I was there for um, two, two games. So like there were guys I didn't say a word to all weekend, you know? Yeah. Um, they knew that I knew that it was a week, weekend call up, whatever. And then, um, when I started the year in Greenville, like, yeah, I mean, you're starting to get to know guys a little bit and then boom, like 
you get gassed. Um, and then when I was up in Kansas city, I had the intention cause I was just like in the shittiest mindset. I was just like, Oh, this will be a weekend. So I just kind of, I, I kind of, I was my fourth team. I, I kind of knew how it goes. Like, it's pro hockey. Like whatever. I'm just gonna keep my mouth shut. I'm a rookie. Like so I walked in, didn't say a word to anybody, sat down, got dressed for practice, got dressed for the games, kept my mouth shut. Like didn't say anything to anybody. Um, yeah. Didn't even make an effort to get to know guys. Cause I felt in my eyes, like, they don't care to get to know me. Like they kind of know how this goes. Like they think I'm a, a quick call up, whatever. Yeah. So that's why I think things were, were tough for me this year, just like consistently moving around. And, and it's not that guys don't give a fuck about you, but it's just like, when are you going to ever see this kid again? Like, you know, that's yeah. the way I see it. So that's why I think it was harder in pro to even to do to talk to anybody about it than I think college. Well, how do you, how do you feel about that? Um, I mean, in college, um, I mean, I, I, I have, you know, buddies from home that um, I got a group, a group of friends, same eight or nine guys that I've uh, kind of only hung out with in my town um, that I had in college. But from a teammate standpoint, um, you know, it was kind of – the occasional late night talk with a roommate or just a teammate that you get really close to, but like really considering someone like an outlet to talk about things. Like, it's not like, I know I could have, but it's like, I didn't want to think is like, I didn't want them to think about me as like I was bitching or, or I was just dramatic or sensitive or whatnot. But, um, I didn't like my first two years pro or in Cincy and uh you know, I, I met and played with a lot of great guys. Um but for me I think I would say I met guys that were kind of more similar to me rather than in college. Cause I mean in college, like you get guys that are eighteen to twenty twenty one like starting the same time as you mm. and like that's a big gap like physically but mentally too because those guys have gone through more like I was 18 when I got to Providence so like I had guys that had played four years of juniors and like traveled all around playing for different teams in a different like just environment than I had ever even imagined so like we're just all at different like points in our lives and just like gone through different stuff. So like I met guys that I could have talked to, but like I got guys from Cincy that, uh, you know, some, like they said something to me and I'm like, Holy shit. I like, I never expected this guy to like feel the same as me like the anxiety and whatnot and um so like i would probably say that like when it comes to a legitimate like open forum like outlet to like utilize them as someone i could talk to i'd say like two or three guys that i met in cincy um compared to i mean you got your boys from college that 
I mean, you come home at one thirty, two a.m. and just kind of sit on the couch and you're like, shit, man, like, I don't know how long I can do this. Like, you got them, but, like, somebody that I was comfortable with, you know, going to knock on his door and just kind of, you know, throw things out there um, definitely came from that second my second year in Cincy to be um, to be accurate. But, I mean, that's what I was asking just because um, I know some guys, it's the opposite. Like, you're living together, you're at the rink, you're going through your lifts um, every day in college. So, like, I get – that's what I was asking because I was curious because I would have thought that I would have had it more there. But mm-hmm. – um, I could, I'd probably say pro, but mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. No, for me, it's, it's college for sure. I, uh, <clears throat> I got like a core group of guys that um, have dealt with some, some similar stuff and uh, we've always talked about it and we still talk about it all the time. And it, um, yeah, they're guys that I always talk to about stuff and, but yeah, college for sure for me, but yeah, it's, I mean, it's nice to uh, have those guys and in, in pro that you had to go and talk to because um, we've both seen it. It can be tough, um, you know, just kind of finding a spot and staying there and getting to know people. But it's nice that you had that resource. Yeah, no, it's definitely made a difference. But I mean, like I said, everyone's situation is different. And the people they're surrounded by is also kind of a major factor, I think. But oh, yeah, big time. But. But yeah, that's uh, I think that's would say that's pretty much all we got for today, right? Just a little introduction well, about us and what we're gonna do. Yeah, no, and um, like I said, we've only known each other a couple of days, so anyone that's listening, uh, give us a chance to uh, kind of get more comfortable. Yeah, you know, and uh, kind of just better at you know having it smooth, um, smooth sailing when it comes to just like uh you know, topics and just uh, kind of opening up because it's new to both of us. And, uh, I mean, no matter how long you say you have kind of overcome it, it's it's a lot different than talking about it in general and then compared to talking about your own situation. So, um, you know, we'll get better. <laughs> yeah, one can only hope. <laughs> Yeah, seriously, can't. Yeah, but oh yeah. So um, again, thanks for uh, tuning in, listening, and we hope that our, again our goal is to help help others. So um, feeling comfortable, but yeah, like like you said, just give us some time and um, hopefully get better at this. So, but uh, yeah, thanks again for for listening. Thanks, guys.